No, the SEC won't let me be, <laughs> so everybody just follow me because we need a little controversy because it feels so empty without me. Who is it? Well, I know it's Eminem. I just okay. thought you were giving it. I didn't yeah. remember the exact lyrics. And I <laughs> I'm thought pretty you were sure he it, like, says the SEC won't let me be. He mixes in FINRA and later lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> this is a series, a series for financial advisors. We offer easy-to-implement marketing and practice management advice. This is The Stephen and Kevin Show. Oh, why am I listening to Eminem? Because my nine-year-old loves Eminem, and I have to find all the clean versions. Do you think the majority of people in Detroit like Eminem? They love him. I thought so. They love him. Did you see him at the Lions game? Mm -hmm. He got the crowd all pumped up. Yeah. There's a place in downtown Detroit called Mom Spaghetti, and it's like a little, little, like a hole in the wall look, look, looking place. And you go there, you get spaghetti. It's, and it's, he owns it. Oh, he owns it. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. He owns it. I was thinking about this uh, topic today. We're talking client events. I remember my, the first client event I ever went to was with Heidi and my mother in law. And it was at the Barn Dinner Theater. And I remember being there and I'd started working at Oxley at the time. And I remember thinking, this is what a client event is like. Hmm. And I was probably like 22, 23 years old. Barn dinner theater. What's oh, it's that? like they have a, a they have like a, a show in the middle, and everybody sits around and watches the show while you eat. So it was like a, it might have been like a Patsy Cline impersonator type. Thing. Oh, okay. And I just remember thinking, this is how it works. So the advisor's walking around, mingling with everybody, sits mm -hmm. with you for a minute, goes to the next table, and uh, experiential I, learning. It was. I was like, okay, so now I, I, you know, I have a better grasp of like what to recommend to people. Right? Yeah. Of was it a big event though? It sounds like kind of big. Well, you know, it, it was big enough to where you didn't spend a whole lot of time individually with the advisor. Right. You know, if there's 50 people there, the advisor yeah, only has can they? a few yeah. minutes to stop by and say hello, shake your hand, thank you for coming. It's not much of a rapport builder, um, especially because there's a show going on. All right. So welcome back, everyone. Episode 113 of the Stephen and Kevin show. Today, we're going to be talking about 20 client event ideas. There's a million event ideas. We got together with our coaches and compiled some of our favorite ones. So as you're thinking about putting on events for the upcoming year, you can get a little creative. We've uh, we've always said there's a lot of uh, just personal preference when it comes to marketing. Like you don't have to do every marketing strategy that we recommend. Well, we think almost everybody should do client events. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you can look through the list of things that we've recommended over the years and say, yeah, you know, maybe that's not suited to my personality or maybe that's not uh, something that uh, I enjoy. Maybe my clients aren't into this or that, but almost everybody ought to do client events and more of them. Right. You know, it's, it's rare, I would say, that we meet with a financial advisor or team and say, wow, you're doing so, you're doing plenty of events. Maybe you should dial it back. That's true. It's almost always like, oh no, those work for you. We should do more of them. Yeah, I mean, you have to think about it in the sense of like the worst case scenario for a client event is I build some good rapport and relationship with clients, right? I mean, that's like the worst case scenario. Yeah, pretty much. And when we get feedback on this, we always hear plenty of great ideas, but we don't always hear of the conversion. Like mm -hmm. it, you don't necessarily get the ideal mix of people there in terms of prospective clients, centers of influence. And we'll talk a little bit about that today, both in terms of selecting events that are enticing enough to get those people there. And we'll talk about some of the invitation process of how to go about uh, getting people to come and bringing prospects with them. Uh, but we think all of you ought to be doing these more regularly. And by that, I mean, maybe once a month even. And that that's probably sounds like a lot. Uh, 
for most people doing one a month seems like a lot because you feel like, what am I, part-time party planner? You know, there's a lot of effort that goes into arranging venues and calling people and following up with them. But we think it's doable. Right, yeah, and we're also talking about smaller scale events, right? We're not talking about big client bashes. We're talking 10, 15 people, right? So it's not it's not this huge elaborate event that requires a, you know, a ton of work. So it's something that's really repeatable. Yeah. And I think you'll pick up when we go through the list of 20 today, some of these are more effort than others in terms of putting them together. Yeah. And you're going to want to blend. Like if you planned 12 events for 12 months of the year, you're going to want some of these that logistically you have very little work to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so we hear the most common examples. We're not going to actually cover these today, but a wine tasting or a golf clinic, a golf clinic or a cooking class. We're not covering those. They're perfectly fine to do. Yeah. But we just wanted to have a list of 20 that were maybe slightly more interesting and outside the box. But the good thing about all three of those styles is that you're not having to put forth a ton of effort into pulling them together. You mm-hmm. have to invite everybody, but you're not out. You know, for example, I had a, a client of mine put together a, he had a bluegrass band in his backyard one time. That's a ton of work. You're setting up tents, you know, you're arranging (laughs) talent. That's a lot. I'm sure there's a little stage and there's, there's equipment. You're not doing that every month. Yeah. No way. Um, You know, I I remember one of my first coaching clients ever, guy out of Charlotte, North Carolina, was a huge NASCAR fan. You know the story, Stephen, right? And he's like, I want to put together an intimate event. And we had talked about it. And he's like, I'm going to do the Richard Petty driving experience, which is, if you're unfamiliar with it, it's basically you get to drive a NASCAR around a real racetrack at like 200 plus miles an hour. And the concept itself sounded awesome, right? It sounded like a guessworthy fun type of event. The problem with this event is a lot of his clients were like 70 year old plus and they didn't, they had no interest in doing this. They're like, I'm not driving this car around this racetrack. So he ended up holding this event for some of his like, you know, I say B or C level clients and he spent a ton of money. So we're going to get into the event ideas, but understand that you really, the first step of this is to think about your client base and who you really want to invite and isn't the event pertinent to them. Yeah. And and oftentimes when we teach a, a course on this, we would start there. We yeah. would start with, let's talk to clients about what they would have interest in attending just to make mm-hmm. sure all of what you're doing here aligns. Yep. And you probably pick up some good ideas of an event they just did with their friends or something. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, and I was just thinking about, uh, my wife was talking about an event uh, at a place that you make your own soap. Like, I wouldn't think of that. But if I picked up that idea from a client, I'd be like, yeah, we can do that again. Right, right. That's interesting. All right, that's number one. Soap event. I'm soap, no, no soap making. It, but you know, that is that is interesting. Is is that something you would go to? No, but <laughs> but you know, it's interesting in the sense that if she were my client and I heard that idea, and obviously she was interested, I might say, "Well, why don't I host one of those? You could bring some folks, some friends of, of yours." Yeah, I'd be saying, "Who's your contact there? Yeah, and how often do they put these on? This sounds different and interesting." Yeah, yeah, and and I think that's part of the. The thought process, when you go through and let's say plan 12 events, I remember talking with an advisor one time and his events were, oh, what did he have? He had uh, bourbon tasting, fly tying, skeet shooting. And now he starts going through this list. I was like, I think you're you're looking at this as a way for you to have just a big time this year. I want to go to his events. Well, yeah, but I said, do you not have any clients who have interests that diverge from that? I mean, you probably have some clients who have no interest in any of that. 
Right. Like you want to have, when you plan out your events, a good mix for clients of different age groups, clients that are sporty or not, clients that like the theater or not. I mean, let's let's have some variety. You need, you need a little bit of variety as well. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. And it's not just all about the advisor. Last point before we get into these, I remember an advisor I worked with who wanted to hold a wine tasting, but his town, he was in a small town in the Midwest was a dry county or dry town. So they didn't like clients didn't want to come to that, but his ice cream event was amazing. Like, it's just, it's just funny. You have to consider the audience. You have to think about that. Yeah. So, uh, the other reason why we say, go to your clients first and ask for their input is that you have a little bit of buy-in if you get the event idea from them. Mm -hmm. So if my wife gives you the idea for a a soap class, (laughs) sounds so boring. Um, (laughs) And she gives you that idea and you go back to her and you say, hey, I'm actually, I'm going to pull that together. I'd love for you to come and, and to bring some people. There's a little bit more buy-in on her side Yeah, that it was partly her idea. I've got to go. Definitely. I mean, it's like, hey, by the way, Heidi, we're going to do that event that you talked about, right? We're actually going to, she's coming to that event. Absolutely. And if I'm, I'm going to go there, I'm going to make a, like a manly kind of smelly soap, like a, a pine tar. Have you ever had those Dr. Squatch soaps before? The one they sell at like the hardware stores. I've no, seen them. They I know. do. The, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, though? yeah, yeah. I've seen those before, but I think they have some of those. I love those those fragrances. No, the ones she's brought home from this were like, yeah, she's like, you can use this one or that one. I smelled it. I was like, like I, a, I do like not want lavender that. lavender or no, something. No, that is not me. It's funny. Anyway, I'll digress on this, but my boys love that Dr. Squatch stuff now. And they're like, oh, this is pine tar or whatever. And they like <laughs> love it. They they think it smells so good. All right. Anyway. Okay. Where you know. So we've got a list of 20 today, gang. Uh, I'll kick it off. Pet photo session. I told you these were going to be a little bit off the wall today. Not all of them, but we're we're trying to get creative with these. Um, But here's the reality. People love their pets. People, some, and especially some people in retirement when when they're, you know, they're empty nesters at this point and they have that little mini Bernadoodle or whatever it is, and they love those pets. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this one personally, if you called us and you said, hey, bring Sammy and Zoe, first of all, it shows you as the advisor know us. Yeah. You know that we have pets, you know their names, perhaps. Bring them up. We've got a pet photographer here all day. We'll have some treats for them. Oh, we would totally go. Yeah. I love love that idea a lot. Um, So second one, a document shredding day. It's interesting. This is kind of a tried and true one that we've seen advisors do for quite some time. But you know, you get a, sh- a shredding truck that comes, you know, on location. You have clients bring any any sort of old documents that need to be shredded, and they do it that day. And I remember an advisor who did it in North Carolina, um, and they had like shredded barbecue as well. They had a little like shredding kind of theme going on, and I thought that was that was really nice. Very good. Uh, number three, uh, this one's tried and true as well, but a, a Valentine's luncheon. This one focused on widows. Uh, tried and true. People do it. Anybody who's ever done that, I've never heard them go away from it. They do it again the next year, the year after, and they tend to grow. Like the, in, the, the intention with most of the events that we're talking about here is not to get it to be 50 or a hundred people, but this is one where people tend to invite someone else and someone else and year by year they grow a little bit. Yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's a widow's Valentine's luncheon, right. And, it, or, you know, and I remember, and a team I worked with in Arizona who did like a widow's Valentine spa day, mm-hmm. right? Same kind of thing. And by the way, two male advisors who were able to host that. So if you're a male advisor thinking, I can't do that, they they did it and they did it extremely well. Um, they bring a girlfriend 
bring a, bring a girlfriend with you for the spa day. I, I think that's pretty brilliant. Next one, number four, blind taste t- testing. So like, and essentially this could be like a wine kind of thing, like a wine blind taste testing. Now, there's some nuance here with this. So making it a blind taste test or a little bit of a competition encourages them to bring a guest along. So if you're saying, hey, and again, I had a client who did this and he would say, he would call you up and say, Stephen, we're going to do this wine tasting. It's going to be a blind taste test. We're going to taste like inexpensive versus expensive wines. and You're going to have to vote and it's going to be a team thing. So you're going to need to put together a team. Like I need you to bring two other people with you or two other couples with you. It makes it kind of fun, competitive, and the winner gets a bottle of the expensive wine. Gotcha. I like it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Piggybacking off of that, skeet shooting competition. I think the more you can put a competition spin on these things, the more likely people are to bring someone. I think so too. Yeah. Bring a buddy. We're doing it, making it a little bit competitive. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And if you can have someone there who's really good at it and can offer some tips, some advice, even better. Number six, axe throwing. I see these places around here all the time. Like I was driving by. Have you ever done it? I've never thrown. Well, I've thrown an axe before when I was camping. Remember when I did that and I we, we were camping that time and I threw an axe and broke your buddy's axe? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> but, you know, think, but I've never done it like at one of these axe throwing places. It's fun. And uh, disclaimer here, check with your compliance and make sure that throwing <laughs> sharp objects is uh, on the list of allowable activities. Especially if you're going to mix that with uh, with alcohol. I think that oh, the only time I did it, it was a truck and an event that, that pulled up. And I just remember I definitely had a couple of drinks. And I was not as good, like it was my buddy and I and our wives, and the wives were way better at this than we were. I wonder why. Like, seriously, I wonder why. It was, I don't know. It was hard. Harder we, than we, I thought we it was going to tr- be. Were you trying to throw it too hard? Maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe that was it. You know, it, it's. It, I think it's one where you have to, like, use two hands, and you got to, like, throw it over your head. They probably teach you how to throw it, right? They Yeah. They, oh, of course. It's like the, the carnival ride operator who's, like, can do it blindfolded and backwards. <laughs> like, oh, it's this easy. And you're like, no, I can't do it. And you can't get it to, like, stick in. Yeah, anyway. All right. Um, next one, fashion and finance. I remember working with a team again out out west who would hire someone from like a, a local boutique kind of you know store, and the advisor would offer like five tips for you know their finances, and then the other person would offer five fashion tips for the spring or something along those lines, and then they had an opportunity to sell you know, any sort of garments and things like that, mm-hmm. you, you know, and, and that's something that we, we really haven't hit upon today, but if you can leverage local business owners to come in and offer some advice, but also at the same time, they have an opportunity to upsell in a way they love it. And you can do this stuff without breaking the bank. And you can think about interesting combinations. Fashion and finance has been a popular one. Fitness and finance. It has to have alliteration. It, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's not it, like it you have to have them all work out there, but like <laughs> having a personal trainer or a physician come to offer some some tips. Sure. Yeah. Uh, art showcase is a good one. We uh, we picked this up from an advisor who had uh, a number of clients who, as they got into retirement, picked up some uh, just art, artistic interest. Yes. They painted. They pottery made sculptures. Yeah. They. Uh, and they didn't do it for profit. They just had fun with it. But she would have them all come and do a bit of an art show at her house. Yeah. It's great. I, I like it. And, you know, especially if, if you can do it with clients, right? So, like, the idea being that 
you know, you're, you're going to pick out, you know, some of your clients who have these interests and you're going to put a little art show together and they're all going to sell their stuff and they're going to bring their, their friends to see this little art exhibit. And it just creates a little bit of community internally. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we've seen advisors with the art aspect, like just actually have like art for sale in their office from local artists showing that they're supporting the community as well um, and getting buzz going about their art. So lots of, lots of different ways to, to go with that. All right, number nine. This one, this one's actually really pertinent. Coming right up here, March Madness viewing party. So, and if you're in North Carolina, like we are, you realize that college sports, especially college basketball, is a big deal. Well, you know, sometimes we we get the question on client events of, do we have to be careful of who we invite to which event, and are mm-hmm. these people going to get along? And generally, generally, I would say, don't you're overthinking this. Like, just invite. They're all going to get along just fine. Uh, not for college basketball, However, right? yeah. Yeah, college basketball, be be mindful, at least around here, of not inviting all uh, Carolina fans and then one Duke fan or vice versa, <laughs> uh, you know. but uh, It is true. But really, that could yeah. be a fun one. And that could be the same for the Super Bowl. That could be the same for Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. Sporting events are naturally kind of interesting. Yeah. Plan in advance. Get Host a signature event. Uh, a lot of these, uh, when I say signature event, let it become the event that you do every year. Sure. Yeah, I like it. You could have them fill out brackets as well. You mm-hmm. could have a prize at the end. I mean, you could you could go as far as you want to go with this. But March Madness, it's an exciting time. Yeah. And I, I don't want watch a ton of college basketball, but when that starts, man, how do you not watch it? Because so many upsets, so much fun. Yeah, the other uh, – so venue uh, makes a difference on this. Like Art Showcase, for example, we covered that. The advisor did it at her home, yeah. which was great. You could do the same with March Madness, or you could do it at a, a local uh, sports bar. Like I, I remember a guy in Indianapolis that I coached for a while, and he would organize it at the, the nice steakhouse that yeah. had a, a bar open during the day, and he would organize a group of people to come. He wasn't even—I don't think he was even paying for the whole thing. I think he was just the organizer. Wow! And it was great. They'd spend the afternoon on a Friday hanging out there watching the games. I like it. <clears throat> Uh, new client dinner. So if you are actively bringing in new clients, what better way to welcome them than having maybe a quarterly dinner where all new clients attend? They get to spend time with you, get to meet each other. I like it. And if you want to invite the referral source as well, if ah, they come through referral, there you hmm, go. Even better. Um, number 11. And I, I like this one. It sounds really interesting to me. Um, I've watched shows where they people have done this before, but I've never actually seen it live in person. And that's like an antiques roadshow where you would have some sort of expert come in who could tell you the value of different family heirlooms and such. And then you tell clients, hey, I have this person coming, bring in, you know, what you know, the th- stuff you've had forever that has been passed down from generations, and they're going to tell you what the value is. Yeah, love it. Uh, that was an advisor, uh, at least one of these I saw done was an advisor uh, that found a guy like Eastern North Carolina who would come in He'd pay him like a hundred bucks in the cost of gas, and and he would spend an afternoon with them. And I can't imagine that they're too expensive. To well, bring in. that might be the only challenge in doing this is finding somebody who is is good at 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 you know at, at no. on the fly being able to give you some evaluation of you, what you brought. One thing about that though is I bet you learn a lot about your clients that way. Mm. I bet everything they bring in has a story. Most of the time it's not, I bought this at auction and I'm curious what it would value at now. A lot of it is I got this from my great aunt who That's was it. You know, a nurse and yeah. whatever. I, I really I really dig that. Uh, Veterans Day breakfast, honoring those who served in the armed forces. Great idea. I love that idea. And, you know, that was the first time when we were putting together this list and, and we did 
kind of crowdsourced from some of our coaches at Oxley for this. That's the first time I've seen that one. And I, I really like the idea of inviting clients who are veterans. They have family members who are veterans. Um, I, I think it, it could, I could see it spreading. Yeah. Right? And there's a number of these that you do for goodwill. Like some of these we're, we're very on the nose from a marketing perspective that we're saying, true. this one's a bring a friend, uh, you know, and it, it's kind of unsaid between you and your client that I kind of want to get business out of this too. That's why you're bringing a friend. But some of these you just do out of goodwill. The, the widow's luncheon, the, the veteran's day breakfast. Yeah, goodwill and knowing that conversations are going to happen, right? It's not like you're going in there and you need to get the list of everybody and you're going to follow up and ask for business from everyone. No, like that that's what you mean by goodwill. Well, yeah, but I, I just, I think there's a, a, you don't want the perception to be, let's say you're doing 12 events all year. You want the perception to be client service. We're thankful for you. Mm -hmm. Giving back. We're giving back. Not like Stephen does 12 marketing events every year. Right. Right. They can have some element of that, but you don't want that to be the theme. Good point. Uh, number 13, Thanksgiving pie giveaway. Yeah. What are you thinking here, Kevin? It is what it is. Hand deliver them? Ooh, I, I like hand delivering some of them. Um, you, I mean, if you wanted to make it like a, you know, a thing where you order a bunch of pies and people come in and, and pick out what kind of pie they want to make it more of a social thing too. If you want to have an, an event feel, I could I see that. You. Um, have some, some cider, right? Some, yeah. Anyway, that's my, my thinking. Number 14. I like this one a lot. Um, and I like it selfishly. So number 14 is holiday gift wrapping. I don't like wrapping gifts. I know Steven, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, you probably don't like wrapping gifts either. Um, I, you know what? I, I'm bad at procrastinating. It would be like the day before we're supposed to give said gift and I'm in there. Like, let me, uh, let me, let me guess. I think you were a bagger. I think you're like, let me get a bag, throw it in tissue paper. Boom. Done. Bag, bag, bag. Well, it's, it's, we're, we're a unique family in that my wife and I both are bad at this. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm personally bad at my wife is really good at it. And you can tell the difference. Like if you're looking under the tree, who wrapped what, but the idea here is that you host a day where Clients can bring in gifts that they've bought for the holidays. They drop them off in the morning. They pick them up in the afternoon and they're fully wrapped, labeled, done. And the team that I remember doing this, they hired some local college students, paid them hourly to do this. So not, not a hard gig and probably not hard to find the talent in that regard, but it's just, it's just kind of a, it's, it's a little bit of a goodwill thing. It's going to yeah, give, give I can see that college kids in town for the holidays. Let me tell you something else. That's one too, where if someone invited me to that, I would be telling my friends about it. Well, I'll just drop off all my gifts at my advisor. And they I actually, it's a great idea. They're, they're wrapping them all. You know what? I'm going to go one step further. Can I, if you're my advisor, can I ship the stuff to your office? <laughs> From Amazon? <laughs> I think it's too much. All right. I think it's too much. Uh, hey, how about a retiree focus group? Hmm. You know, sharing per, uh, experiences going from the working world into retirement? Yeah, kind of, you know, working, picking those clients who are about to transition and you know that they're going to transition in the next couple of years. And then you also have some clients who have already done that transition and talk about what worked, what didn't work. I mean, there's so much emotional change that happens there um, and identity change when someone retires and moves from the workforce to something else and they need to move to something else. And I think that that makes a lot of sense. All right, number 15, a potted plant clinic. Mm. What do you think about that one, Stephen? I dig it. I mean... You like potting plants? I, no, uh, 
But just thinking about different people, if you invited my wife and her mother, they'd love it. They would be all about that. Um, My wife the other day was in our kind of like kitchen dining room area and she was repotting plants. And I'm like, why are you, one, why are you doing this inside the house? And she had bought this like thing from Amazon that it's almost like a tarp, but it has edges that go up and around it. So uh, it kept all the dirt in. Hmm. And I was like, well, where'd you get this? Oh, I bought this on Amazon. I saw it. It looked cool. And she was like repotting the plants because some of them need bigger plants and need a refresh. And she treats her little plants like babies. There so, you go. I yeah. mean, I could see it being around potted plants, floral arrangements, uh, vegetable gardens. Yeah. I like to have a garden. How many how many live plants do you think I have in my house, Stephen? You? Yeah. I don't know if you follow my wife on Instagram. She posts about these mm-hmm. things and she gives them spa days and she takes them outside for the day and brings them in. Oh, boy. I Yesterday, we were moving things around and it, it was close to 40. That's a lot. That's and the, here about at the office, she, you only have two and they both only get watered when I water them. They're her plants, right? I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm terrible. With, I mean, she, she has a whole like routine for them. So I like it. Uh, number 17, crawfish boil. Great idea. I mean, some of these are just based on location. I think some of the best events are based on where you live and what's popular. Yeah, if you're in Louisiana, man, this is oh, a, yeah. a done deal. But, you know, where if you're in the Northeast and have access to great oysters, you do it around that. I mean, true. you're in Texas, you do it around... Uh, brisket. Yeah, some brisket. I mean... So, uh, have you ever eaten crawfish? Yeah. I've never had it. Really? Even in New Orleans? Nope, never had it. Did you like, do you avoid it? Like if you're in New Orleans and they serve it, are you trying to not eat it? I would I would try it. Yeah. Like if it was in front of me, I'd try it, especially if it had some good like flavor and spice to it. But I don't know about the sucking the head part. I've seen people do that. Oh yeah. Would you do that? I have done that. Wow. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, I don't know about that. When in Rome. Uh number 18. Batting practice. Now, yes, you could go to a batting cage or you could during the off season kind of rent a minor league baseball field. And again, these a lot of these these ideas are, are crowdsourced from our coaches who work with advisors who do this kind of stuff. To me, it sounds really interesting. It sounds like, you know, could I hit one out of the park? That's what I'd be trying to think. Can, can I, I? I don't think I could. You definitely cannot. You, you don't think so? No. I, I uh, you, don't, you don't think so, huh? Well, not with my broken arm now. No, like, once you can go, of course. Yeah, once we're done with the episode, we're going to have to think up a wager and a way to access a field. It's harder. You know what? I took my kid. My kids don't really play baseball, but I took them to this really small local park where the field is not that deep. But I felt like yeah, I felt like a giant because I could hit it out there. But I'm talking about like the shortest, shortest field. You just look like a big kid out there. Did you have like a little kid back? Like, Can you hit it out, Dad? I'm like, I'm about to pull a muscle finding out. <laughs> I mean, I would want to see. I mean, I would, I would expect like a you know, not a fast pitch, but like a decent speed. And I would just give it all. I think I you're have. underestimating how old you've gotten in the I last know. two decades. I know that's true. Uh, what about a pickleball clinic? Number 19. It's hot. Yeah, absolutely. Bring in a pro, get some lessons. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, again, it's, it's, that one's playing off the popularity of that sport growing and, and the adoption. I mean, more and more people are playing. Number 20, our final one on the list. And this one we kept kind of broad we had some ideas on ways to leverage it, but it just creates a fun kind of community atmosphere. And that's chartering a bus or like a, an advisor around here as a party bus, right? Mm-hmm. Something where you can have a driver, pick up a crew of people and go somewhere and do something. Now, what do you do? Where do you go? Sporting event, concert, um, casino, yeah. anywhere. Yeah. I had a, the advisor I, I uh, knew to do this. He would once a year rent a uh, 
charter a bus to go to a casino and he would take, it was like an hour or two drive. And he said the best part was not the casino, it was the ride there and back. Yeah. Where you're there, you've got kind of a captive audience. People can move around and mingle a little bit. It's the, fun. The advisor that I knew who did this went to sporting events. And so he would pull up the alumni from his college and they would all go to, you know, a football game at the college. And I, I thought that was really clever too, right? Especially if you can pull in the clients who all have that same interest. So event ideas are a dime a dozen. They really are. Lean on your clients. Go to your, go to your clients and ask them for event ideas. Tell them you're wanting to host more of those this year. They're going to have some ideas. Wholesalers, great sources of mm -hmm. event ideas. They see so many of these. And there's nothing stopping you if another advisor had done an event that, that, that worked well. There's nothing stopping you from replicating that. And those, the, the, the ideas are, there's no shortage of them. I would say in terms of best practices, you want to plan them well in advance mm -hmm. to hold yourself accountable for doing more of them. Yeah. When you, when you think about the advisors who crush it with this, and I say crush it, they actually bring in clients from this kind of stuff. Um, how frequently are they holding these events? I, I shoot for monthly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you've never done them, maybe shoot for every other month, but monthly I think is a great cadence. And like you mentioned earlier, Kevin, worst case scenario is you're spending time with your clients, getting to know them better and vice versa. Right. There's nothing wrong with it. If your events all year are just clients, that's fine. But I think there are ways to incentivize people to bring guests. Mm -hmm. Now, let, let's spend a little bit of time on that, Kevin. What's a, what's a best practice for getting the right people in attendance? So when it, when it comes to you want your clients to bring guests, a couple tips here. Number one is pick events that are guest worthy. And, and we, we kind of tried to give you some of those today. And what we mean by that, though, is not just a dinner at Morton's, right? Like, it's something unique. It has a spin on it. And, and that's what we tried to pick. By the way, we had a much bigger list. when we, we boiled this down to 20 for you all. But we tried to pick ones that sound interesting, intriguing. Gosh, I want to go to that. Um, second is to, when you're making that invitation process, you're going to make a phone call, right? What I'm not doing is sending out this wedding style invitation and saying, hey, everyone's bringing a guest. You're cordially invited and, and with, a, with a guest, right? because people just typically don't do that. Instead, I wanna make the phone call, I wanna have some energy and confidence um, around that call, and I want to suggest someone for them to bring. So I'm, I'm not just saying, hey, Steven, we're holding this event and I want you to come. I'm saying, hey, you've mentioned your neighbor, Bert, a few times. I'd love to meet Bert, could you bring him? Mm -hmm. Right, so those, those things make a big difference. Yeah, and as you think about every event, let's say there's 15 people there, you'd like there to be a mix of clients, their friends, and maybe two other groups. Maybe some centers of influence. Mm -hmm. so maybe one accountant or attorney for every event. You want them seeing firsthand that you do a good job for clients and they, those clients like you. It's social proof. And for the same reason, you might invite uh, a social contact of yours or a prospect that's in your pipeline who you think might benefit from seeing you in a in a different light. Yes, for sure. So I think that's... That's good for now. I think we, we covered a lot today. And, and we can spend more time on it. Let, let's plan another podcast where we spend more time talking about the procedural uh, aspects of this. How do you put these on the calendar? How specifically do you invite people? How do you follow up on those invites? How do you follow up with people who attend the event? Because that's where the magic happens. Yeah. But first things first, as you think about the strategy going forward, let's put some events on the calendar it's hard to lose with this strategy. Maybe even get a little bit of sponsorship from some of the fun companies you partner with. Right. Uh, and keep us posted with how they work out. Thanks for listening, everybody.